Good morning. This is Robin with LeBon V Farm, and this is our podcast, Freedom, Farming, and Living. So, currently I travel all around the country, and we are homesteading and and small-scale farming at home. I don't want to share that journey in this podcast on uh, what what it takes to make that happen uh, when you travel a couple hundred days uh, all around the country. You have a spouse at home that is really holding down the fort and just share the journey of how we make that work, the the struggles that come with it, how to overcome them, and taking that journey from just those struggles split between traveling to the goal of being full-time, get off the road, build a business, from the homestead, from the farm, building a, a local food system for our community, and just share everything that goes with that as, as we go along. We've been at this for two years, and actually coming up on three. Um, that was certainly not the goal initially, um, but it has become the goal as we've uh, went through this homesteading journey. So just to give you a backdrop on, on uh, who we are, where we're at, what we're doing. Uh, my wife and I live in Northeast Louisiana. We're on an acre and a half uh, on a public lake. And we have some rental properties that we're, you know, we're leasing some land as we've expanded our operation. Uh, we started off with just a you know, typical garden, six chicks from the feed store. Uh, and we have expanded that over the last just shy of three years uh, into a uh, pretty decent layer flock. We're probably around 40 layers. Um, We have a few guineas, handful of turkeys, handful of geese. Uh, We dabbled in quail for a little bit. We we just got out of quail uh, for the time being. We have rabbits that we do both for, for meat for ourselves as well as we sell meat rabbits. And we, we have some uh, pedigreed rabbits that we actually sell uh, uh, for people doing shows, for, uh, some 4-H type stuff, as well as uh, breeders for, for people looking for new blood for their rabbitries. Uh, we got into uh, dairy goats, Nigerian dwarf goats, pretty early on. Uh, so we yeah, have raw milk on the farm. We uh, well, my wife has really expanded into uh, goat milk soap and other bath products and aromatherapy products that have been born out of that initial soap making. So she does bath bombs, shower fizzies, she does some lip balms, candles. Uh, not that all these use goat milk, but um, the goat milk soap birthed all these other products. Um, some that use goat milk, some that don't. She makes elderberry syrup. So we have quite a few uh, products that, that she does that she sells, uh, you know, in addition to the eggs. We have our excess eggs. Um, she sells uh, lots of products, farmer's markets, some of the shops downtown, uh, as well as from, from our home. Uh, we don't have an official farm stand as of yet. Uh, it's in the, the long-term plan. We just haven't worked out where that's going to live yet as we're continuing to expand our gardening areas. 
we made the jump from just having the dairy goats and moved into uh, also getting a dairy cow. So we have a Jersey cow. Um, we've actually had, we started with an older one, kind of got our system worked out, learning how to, to see if it's something we wanted to continue. And uh, she wasn't very productive, but it was a good learning lesson. Uh, so we actually uh, had to send her to the processor after we got a uh, new jersey. That's a heifer. And she's looking to calve this spring. We have a guardian dog, a Great Pyrenees. Uh, we actually got her after we had been utilizing a guardian mini donkey. Uh, he's out with our sheep flock. Another thing we've recently got into is uh, sheep. Uh, we have a couple of different breeds, you know, bred into uh, some hybrids where we bought out a flock. And so we have some Katahdins that are pure. We have some crosses between hair and wool sheep, Barbados and Gulf Coast native crosses. And then we have a St. Croix Katahdin cross ram uh, that we got from uh, Greg Judy up in northern Missouri. Uh, we wanted to really get some of those good genetic and parasite resistance into our flock. And so we uh, we're in our first lambing right now. Uh, the the flock that we that we bought was already pregnant. So uh, we we're we've had 15 lambs born at this point. Uh, we have lost four, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, we're a little further north than where we bought them from, so it's a little bit colder where we are. Uh, but they one of them was born really small, so I don't think in any environment that that it would have uh, survived. I think he would have, uh, he wouldn't have made it regardless. The other three, I'm not sure the cold, uh, may have had something to do with it. Could have been some first time moms. Um, so we're figuring that out. Uh, it's, un it's unfortunate, but you know, it's one of those things where uh, it's our first time. So unfortunately it wasn't going to go perfect. Um, I don't think even once you've been doing it, that, that anyone really has a hundred percent. Um, I guess some do, but but it, I wouldn't say that that would be the normal. I think it, to to lose one lamb would not be the um, an unbelievable travesty. I think it's a, it's a very unfortunate thing, and we certainly didn't like uh, losing any of them. Um, but I think it's one of those things. That, of course, many people say, you know, when you have livestock, eventually you'll have dead stock. But that's been unfortunate, but we are uh, we are uh, working our way through it. Uh, these sheep, we're, we're retaining our ewes. We will sell our, uh, um, we'll keep lambs for, for us, for our freezer, and uh, the rams, that is, uh, beyond just keeping the ewes that we're going to put back into the herd, or excuse me, the flock. And then we'll keep a few lambs um, that will go in the freezer for us, and then the rest uh, are going to be up for sale. They'll be either sell as live or custom processed. Um, we're actually working with the Department of Ag on private labels, so we have quite a few things that we are juggling. And um, uh, the most recent is uh, we started leasing some land. Uh, we've just shy of 10 acres, and we're gonna move our sheep around on it as, as well as some of our other animals. Um, that's a, a big main use for it, uh, but it's, it's given us the opportunity to break out into market gardens. So I've prepped, uh, prepped our first area. We've got a 40 by 50 uh, that we ran some pigs through because this is just grass growing. Trees dropping some leaves, but it's a, it's a fairly open area where we put the first 
ran some pigs through there, kind of helped disturb the, the ground a little bit, break it in some, obviously put down some manure. And we've covered it, we've tarped it with a silage, and we are looking for, uh, we're looking forward to the spring, getting our, our first sizable planting done, and then see how much we can produce and how much of that we can put into the, to our community. Uh, where we live, we're, we're in a really big agricultural area, and when I say agricultural, row crops, primarily row crops. And then hunting, there's there's a good bit of hunting and fishing, uh, but the, the main thing that goes on where we're at is, is definitely the uh, row crops, so there's a lot of land, but not a lot of food. So we're not in a food desert. There is a small grocery store that brings in food from out of state, actually, because we're so close to the Mississippi line. There's a couple of producers, local producers, but there's, there's not very much provided. The farmer's market's really more like a uh, cottage market, more so than an actual farmer's market. So we're hoping to be part of uh, an increase to availability to the community. And maybe, maybe it'll inspire some others to uh, do the same. We are on a coalition that's um, all about getting local food, healthy food, it's called Healthy Communities of Louisiana, agricultural LSU Ag Center rather uh, monitor program and uh, we've been really thrilled to be a part of it and we're hoping that it helps spur on some local food not just a local food system but a couple of people who are hoping that it will excuse me will really get some some more people taking the initiative to produce what they can for themselves, for their neighbors. Uh, we'll have a produce market beyond just the normal farmer's market that exists, but there will be an actual uh, produce market. And we're looking for more of the community to get involved with it. Uh, it's still in its early infancy, uh, but we're, we're getting closer to nailing things down. And just, which is great because we're coming into spring, you know, fairly soon. It's not too far away. Certainly not down here in the south. So that will be exciting. I'll be uh, really excited to share the ups and downs of that journey as well, along with our our personal journey. As I said, I do travel. I'm actually on the road now. Uh, I'm not driving, but I'm uh, fixing to get on the road. Um, was up in St. Louis, Missouri, checking out a project there, and uh, yesterday I left there, headed to uh, West Virginia. So I'm in Indiana now, and I'm about to get on the road. So I'm going to cut this uh, cut this episode off. I just wanted to just get this started. This is my first podcast. Uh, if you found me here from YouTube, you, you probably know a good bit of what I've just talked about already, or at least you've seen you know, videos of. Uh, a lot of the things that we're doing, uh, I'm going to be continuing to, to work on the YouTube channel, but I'm because I'm on the road so much, part of what I do is I think about what I'm going to do when I get back, um, and I do some of the, the management of what breeding we're doing and what litters are coming, a lot of the farm tracking, um, 
and my wife focuses on, on the day-to-day. And then when I get home, I move into a lot of the day-to-day along with kind of the bigger thing being what projects need to get done. You know, what issues do we have that I need to get fixed? What projects that we've, we've started or wanted to get started that I need to get working on? And so a lot of my time on the road is thinking through uh, and planning so that when I get home, I can hit the ground running. What that's kind of led me into is I'm a little more project focused and I kind of forget to bring the camera with me uh, because I'm in such a hurry because sometimes I only have a couple of days and then I'm back on the road. And then other times I have a couple of weeks and I'm going to work on being better about my YouTube at least sharing small segments instead of trying to make it such a, a, a big production type thing where I take the camera around with me on every single thing I do. Uh, I'm going to to do better on, on picking certain things. So that's going to be part of my planning as well is uh, on some of these things where I've got a specific project that I'm going to work on. I'll bring the camera out, work on that project, maybe do a farm tour when I come home, just a quick, Glance around. Uh, it's certainly not every time, but when we have uh, you know, new litters born or uh, new things growing or new projects that have uh, their integration is really working out, I want to share that. So I thought that a podcast would be the best way to continue forward uh, from a content creation standpoint to, to share this journey uh, as best I can certainly without going uh, weeks or even a month at a time in between videos. and There's so much that happens. Uh, so I can share some of that, some of what's going on at the farm via the podcast, as well as share some of my ideas, thoughts, and certainly any feedback that I get you know, related to the things that we're doing. I'm, I'm always thrilled to learn from people that have been there already uh, or, or what people are currently going through. Certainly, I'm going to make plenty of mistakes, and hopefully those mistakes can, can help people learn. And when I get it right sometimes, hopefully that can help people learn, too. So I hope you'll uh, continue to follow along with our journey on this. Um, again, this is, a, this is the first podcast of what hopefully will be uh, many to come. I don't know because of the way I travel how often they'll be, if it will be just strictly a weekly thing, uh, or if I may be able to squeeze in a, a couple in a week. But please, uh, please follow along with me and have a blessed day.